you know, we're marathon finishers and all. <laughs> so, yeah, welcome to the bonus episode this week. Yeah, another bonus episode, episode 27. Yes. I'm the Liz. Run, yeah, I'm Naomi. And we're the Run Galloway Girls, <laughs> and we're so excited to be here coming live from the W Hotel, and I'm sure now uh, it's very echoey because... And my chair is squeaking. <laughs> so squeaky. But yeah, we found a little um, spot in a hallway here in the W to record uh, with a couple of cute chairs. And so, yeah. Yeah. And we're nice. testing out a new little mic setup, which I think is working. And so this is pretty fun. Um, so we thought we would start by talking a little bit more about intervals and pace, because this is a question that we get over and over and over. And it's one that no matter how many times we answer it... I feel like people are still having a hard time with it. Yes. I think it's hard for people to, to figure out like how it will work for them versus how it works for us because our paces are different. But I think the general, the general like thing of run walk is that if you can get faster going from straight running to adding walk breaks, if you are struggling to get faster using walk breaks it's time to now go for shorter intervals and breaking more frequently. It might mean shorter walk breaks, but if you're doing that 30 second walk break, that is that is really kind of the sweet spot mm-hmm. for the walk break. And kind of the goal is to find out what inter- at what shorter running interval is your tipping point. Are you the same at two and 30 as you are at one and 30? Possibly, probably. We found pretty early on that for mile repeats, our one and 30s were almost identical for one mile as three and 30s. And so, yep. which was really difficult, Naomi, to wrap from, my mind around. Yeah, yeah. Com- especially coming from straight running right. and having so many races where you ran straight and then like, how could I be faster with walk breaks? Yeah, yeah the concept exactly. of it. And yeah, so if you're struggling on, so if you already have a, if you're already using run walk and you're struggling to recover fully within 30 seconds, it doesn't mean walk longer. It means look at what your runtime is and maybe crop that. So if you're doing 30, 30 and not recovering or 60, 30 and not recovering or 90, 30. And there are yes. still so many people who are doing five minutes out there. Yes. So, so if you can benefit if a straight runner can benefit by adding one or two walk breaks a mile, then a run walker may benefit from having their their run intervals. Cutting them in half, yeah. And then the, the other piece of it is that it can be very difficult as you improve as a runner to really slow down those long runs. And by adding more frequent walk breaks, that really helps you keep your heart rate in control and get that low aerobic base that we all love. You know, it's all about that base. Yeah. And I was actually looking for, you know, some examples. Obviously we have my example. We have a lot of people Jeff's worked with, um, but even some of the examples of like, you know, other elites and Olympians who are using run walk in their training. I found a really cool article in outside magazine. Um, and it's featuring, uh, Bobby McGee who trained Gwen Jorgensen, the Olympian it's from 2021 by Amby Burfoot. And it's, um, if you want to look for it, it's why you, yes, speedy, you should try run walk training. And you know, the big thing in there is that again, if you're coming, if you're doing straight walking, straight running, and you're not incorporating walk breaks, you are, you know, 
you're not going to be able to slow down that two plus minutes per mile that you need to slow down. So whether you're an Olympian or a recreational runner. And really it's without sacrificing something Yeah, because you will sacrifice something when you slow your running down. And that's the other piece, the other piece that people, yes, there's so many more gains though to to variation in your running speeds. There's more gains. So even if you are listening and you're like, I don't want to do run walk. I am going to just take away from this that your easy runs need to be truly easy for you and that your speed work needs to be quality. As long as you take that away, that's amazing. Walk breaks is just a really, really useful tool to slow those easy runs down and to make that track work more more impactful. Mm -hmm. And think about track work as it is. Right, going to the track and doing say 200s. What do you do after you do 200s? You have recovery. Sometimes it's standing recovery, sometimes it's a float jog recovery, but all track workouts have some sort of recovery. Some period sometimes of rest sometimes it's in. a walking recovery. Right. Like that's just what it is. And with run walk, a lot of times there's sometimes that we do five minute walk recovers. There are other times where we do half mile of run walk recovery, which is very similar to a float recovery in a traditional running plan. Right. And so, yeah, so this example um, with Bobby McGee, he, you know, he supports and uses the Galloway method with these high level athletes. So he's kind of modifying, he's not necessarily putting them on a schedule of 1530s or 3030s for their long runs, although he does that too. But even just their harder workouts, he's doing like a four minute, you know, hard run and then a one minute walk to give them that. So it's very similar to our one mile, five minutes and all of that for our hard workouts. Um, and repeating that, you know, 12 times. And he calls it fractionalized. To reach 60 minutes, yeah. Yeah, so breaking it up. And he's he's basically, you know, the same things that Jeff has found, that it's helping his runners, um, all these top-level Olympians, um, maintain their pace with less risk of muscle fatigue, less risk of bonking. Well, and he's using old school six, 4 and 60. Right. What if he was doing 2 and 30 with these athletes? Right. For the same amount of time. What if... They were even trying 90-30s for the same amount of time. What would he find with these athletes? It would be really amazing to see some coaches incorporate run walk. Now, at every level. There are so many people who say, I can never do it. I can never do it. I I would hate it. I would hate the stop and start. Yeah. And that's that's something we hear all the time. But I actually, I look forward to the start and stop. Like, my legs feel energized when I start my run, and then even when I'm like transitioning into my walk, I'm still so peppy. And then, yeah, Yeah, walking is so fun. (laughs) Well, and it keeps the, you know, and this article talks about it, but we talked about it in in our run yesterday, in our marathon yesterday, that it keeps the pop in your legs and it prevents like the calf cramping and other things that start to set in, the fatigue that's going to set in, in those overworked muscles that are continually working with the same muscle groups over and over when you switch to the walk it gives them a chance to recover and yeah. you, you will see the longevity of it the endurance will, will be much farther with it and now so one of the other things that you know so we get asked a lot about like what what pace are you running how are you running like what pace are you running what pace are you walking and that and and I say this so many times and it's hard for people to wrap their heads around it is it has less to do with what pace are you running versus 
what is the fastest pace that you can maintain your long distance running form at multiple times over the length of the race you will be doing. So for us, that's closer to the 7.30 run, 730, 7.20 run speed. Now, that's not going to be the case for everybody. You have to work and play around to find what that speed is. I think I said on another podcast that I truly believe all humans are capable for some length of time to do 8.30 at kind of a good long distance running form. It might only be for 10 seconds, but I really think that most people are capable of running way faster than they think they're capable Mm -hmm. of just because they've been trying to run longer. Right. And, you know, it's, it's not to say like, like, you know, if you're not doing it, you can't like, basically if you're not doing it right now, it doesn't mean you can't do it. You can, it just takes some work and, and taking these run walk breaks is how to do it. And even playing with your intervals, I'm going to do one hard interval of 10, 15, 30 seconds, whatever it is, at my best long distance running form, then I'm going to take five intervals. That's a run walks, a run segment and a walk segment to recover from that and do it again. That's what those strides were. That's what episode 21 is all about getting faster in just three minutes. Yeah. And what, you know, what's crucial there is you mentioned the long, long distance running form. So yes, we're you're not, not sprinting. sprinting. Yeah, and so really it's, you know, again, it's a pace, it's a it's your form that you have to concentrate more on than what number you're seeing on your watch, what the pace is. Absolutely. And and, yeah. and you're not um, and don't be afraid of your pace and don't be looking down as the GPS satellites are trying to catch your pace. In that moment. That can be really difficult too. My favorite thing to do is in my Garmin is to toggle to my lap screen and I start my mile. And usually by about a quarter, uh, 0.4 to 0.5 of a mile, no, as long as I continue doing exactly what I'm doing, I'm going to be about the same pace that my watch says for the average as I will for a whole mile. Before that, even in just one walk, run-walk intervals, sometimes that pace could be off a little bit. But generally by four run-walk intervals, you're going to be at the right pace and so you can use that as a predictor. Oh, it looks like with my 1530s, I'm hitting an 1145. When you get to point four, I'm supposed to be hitting 1130. I should speed up a little bit. Like if that's your prescribed pace or, oh, I should be hitting 1245s. I need to slow down. Whatever it is, you by about point four of a mile in, you should know And then you can adjust from there. And that's why I like the lap screen. You can also take off your lap counters on on your watch. So you're not going to auto lap. Let's say you've got an eight mile run and you're supposed to do it at a 1245 pace. You put on that lap screen without the auto lap on it. And you're going to be able to see that 12, like whatever pace right on that watch. It's going to stay still once you get a couple intervals in. Because it's not going to be bouncing fast while you're running, slow while you're walking, right. fast while it's going to average. And so that's why the lap screen can be so helpful when you're trying to wrap your head around what pace am I supposed to run, what pace am I supposed to walk. You're supposed to average the pace that you're supposed to do on that workout that's prescribed by your magic mile, by your fitness. Mm-hmm. 
And what's, you know, really key is that you should be playing around with your intervals to find what works for you and continue to play with them because we're finding, we're continuing to play with them as experienced as we are and finding that something we thought, you know, was useful for a long run pace or this or that. Actually, some, and Jeff has been finding this recently with a lot of the athletes is that shorter intervals are making people much faster than they thought they could be with the, like what the set longer ones are. We would not have, yesterday, we would not have been able to um, hit hit for as long as we did the paces that we were hitting Mm -hmm. using 60-30 because 60 seconds was too long for us to run. And so using 40-20, cutting our walk a little bit, but using the same ratio we were able to sustain a pace for a lot longer than our training really let us do, or and, really should have let us do. And even though like 40, 20, 60, 30, um, two and one, like those are all the same ratio. ratio, they still yield really different results because of how, or they can, because, you know, so it gives you the same kind of amount yeah, of recovery, we, but your leg speed and your slowing down and speed up is going to change everything. So right, we probably, experiment with it. If we had done 60-30s yes, uh, yesterday at the race, I think instead of bailing to 30-30s at mile 18 like we did, I think we'd have, we would have bailed at mile 16. Yeah. Like, I think we would have just been so tired because I was already for running feeling that far, that long. fatigued from running for 60 yeah. seconds, and I was already noticing a slowdown in my legs after yeah. 60 seconds. Whereas 30 did feel kind of long. To walk. To walk. At and the so, beginning, yeah. Yeah, and when we would have our 30-30s and switch back and forth between the 60-30-30s. You know, I was thinking about that we probably instead of 30 30s we probably should have switched to 2020s yes and then, and then just ran done through. some run throughs yeah but hindsight 2020 <laughs> but we'll yeah. and we'll, that's the thing is like keep playing around with it don't don't say like okay 30 30s are my only this one I can use animal. for easy like no that's not going to be the case all the time and maybe maybe that is the case for a while but you might actually try something else you might try 2020 find that you're faster with it yeah. Or you like it better. Well, I think Amanda said to us the other day, like, oh, I tried 1530s and it was the same pace. Yes, as 3030s. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, Tawny and Sherry used 2030 yesterday. They were running oh, 20, walking amazing. 30, because they wanted to keep it a slow, easy run for them. Yeah. And in 3030 would have been a little too fast. Mm-hmm. It would have been, it would have been, you know, 20 minutes faster, which would have been more gray zone and not where they yeah. wanted to be. So they used 2030. And that way they're actually running shorter than they're walking, but not as slow as the 1530. So you can play around with it. It's pretty fun to play with your intervals. And I really hope that that helps um, answer that question about, you know, what pace should I run? Like, it's such a complicated question. And then... Like, don't think that just because you use one interval, that's your only interval. Now, my suggestion is always, no matter what you're going for, start with your long run interval, Mm -hmm. especially in a marathon, for the first few miles of your marathon, because... You, it's just a great way to warm up and it's just a great way to keep that energy at bay and don't skip your walk breaks in the first yeah. few miles. It's so, so tempting if you're at a race where it's not a Galloway race and there are a lot of people going right off the start line and you also, you're concerned that, you know, oh, it's going to be crowded on the course. I'm worried about, you know, having to stop and start. 
don't give in. Keep to your schedule. Just get over to the side of the course. Raise your arm. Make sure yeah. that, you know, look behind you that you're not going to block, you know, whoever's coming. Because it does, it, sometimes it is hard to, um, you know, start those walk breaks early. But they are so important and you'll be paying for it. Honestly, you'll be paying for it later if well, you don't. And there are three miles in the race where you're allowed to skip all your walk breaks and they're the last three miles. <laughs> there you so go. So if you're like, but I really want to like run straight for some of my race, wait for the last wait three miles the, yeah. to do it. But if it's a half, wait for mile 11. Yeah. You know, 11, like the last two. But on a full, yeah. You yeah, can, absolutely. If, if you're feeling so, good at that point. Yeah, if you're feeling good, just go ahead and run it in if you're right. having a good time. There's also no shame in being in the finisher shoe and going ahead and taking a 10-second walk break because nope. we certainly did we that. We did it yesterday. I was like, beep, beep. I was like, we need a walk break. And Sorry. It's, <laughs> and what I do is, so all the time, this will happen, especially towards the end, people on the sidelines and volunteers and all, they go, you're almost there. Don't stop now. And I'm just like, I do Galloway. This is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. I'm fine following my plan and like yeah. I let them know that I'm not walking out of defeat I'm walking yeah. because I'm it's empowering me yeah. to finish stronger and um, you know I'm sure like also when we're not there like really racing for time like I know I can kick in a finish that's not oh, what you it's can. about <laughs> yeah I mean what 450 450 something <laughs> it's a little ridiculous but there's no reason to do that if it's not like what's three seconds right if you're not going after something like a BQ right. or, or you have a, or specific a qualifier hit. or you're racing a particular person. If you're just going out there for the experience and for a best time, or even if you're already below your best time and you're like, I'm just going to finish, like finish with a big smile on your face yeah. and enjoy every minute of it. Yeah. Look for the cameras instead Absolutely. of, you know. <laughs> also the slower you are for your finish with that photographer, the more finish line photos you will have. Oh yeah. <laughs> you can really cheese it up and get yeah. some good ones. Um, and just remember that, you know, racing should be fun. Running should be fun. And even if you're out there having a bad day, don't like try not try to think of the reasons why you run. Yes. Try to think about what, what running gives to you, even when it's hard, because marathons do get hard. They get oh, yeah. really, marathons really hard. Marathons are so freaking hard. And we, you know. And we have to respect the distance. Right. 26.2 is a lot for our bodies. Now, if you are someone who loves to race and loves a challenge, but is not so great at following your training plan, stick to half marathons. Yeah. Half marathons are, are a great accomplishment. They still take a lot of training. They're so fantastic, but there's a lower risk yes. to your body long term by showing up to a half untrained. Marathons are so difficult. They're, yeah, the training. And they're such an accomplishment. The training requires a lot with a marathon. There's definitely more risk of injury. There's risk of things like adrenal fatigue and other kind of like syndromes yeah. that can happen from the load of marathons and training for marathons. So and, and even just from the one day event. The yeah. one day event can be a lot. Yeah. The the cumulative load of the entire cycle can be so much. Yeah. And you know, I think actually a great topic for our second half of this is what if you want to do multiple marathons in a season? Yes. Because we were talking about that with Aaron or, in the car. And, yeah, not only Aaron, but, like, the friends we were with this weekend, with Sherry and everyone else, we were talking about everyone's got marathon FOMO. Yeah. So marathons are real sexy, real big, real exciting. 
and, and you even know, halves. And so this applies to halves too. Right. You can you can do multiple marathons in a cycle. Right. But you can only have one goal race. Yes. And if you are training for a marathon, your your like fast or training your, race for your, your goal race, your like, but your training practice race, like your half, needs to be six to eight weeks prior to your marathon. It mm-hmm. needs to be way far in the di- in the distance in front, and kind of leading up to that marathon, you have. Really, halves need to be off the table. The idea of racing a half close to your marathon is dumb because it's not really enough. It's it's like too much. Right. Too it's, much to add to your marathon training it's and be, not enough to add to your marathon right. training. <laughs> it's going to be too fast to... Um, and too short. And too short. So it's going to be, you know, it's not going to provide you the benefits. It might provide you with a picture, a snapshot of what your fitness is. And that's, I know that's what you want. You want to know how fast am I right now? How much has this training impacted me? But there's going to be gonna some stop, detrimental. You're going to be taking, yes. you're going to be taking a withdrawal out of the bank yes. that you've been depositing into all marathon cycle. Yeah. So just remember you, you, you can't race a whole bunch in a goal marathon season. Now, if your goal is to run all the races, then talk with your coach or reach out to us and we can mm-hmm. help you too. We can help you run all the races because yes. I've definitely done that uh-huh. too. I've done that and too. And still been able to be cute with a PR at the end, but it was not as big as it probably could have been right. had I really focused on, on one race. Really on like really focusing on racing. Yeah. So Here's how to do it. And whether it's a marathon or a half, mm-hmm. you can run a marathon three weeks before and six weeks before your goal race at two minutes slower than your goal race pace. So if you're a four-hour marathoner, that means you're going to be running really, it's it's not hour, It's not hours different, but if you're a four-hour marathoner, that's 9.09, you can run a 4.48, which mm-hmm. is an 11-minute mile pace, mm-hmm. right, two, two, three weeks before and six weeks before. Right. You can run 4.48 or slower. Right. I genuinely like to, t- generally like to tell people, unless if you are four, unless it's 4.0 something, your race should be closer to five hours when you're doing marathons as training runs because there's no such thing as too slow. Nope. But it, at least, at very least needs to be two minutes per mile slower. Um, Five-hour marathons, 5.15, so much fun. Yeah. 5.15 marathons, like, they're a freaking party. It's a party in the back. It's just, you know, marathons are just like mullets. Yeah. It's business in the front, party in the back. Party in the back. And so that is, and that's also a way that you can get a brand new marathoner, a 5.15. 530, yeah. 5.15 is not a crazy goal for a brand new marathoner. Yeah. You can get a brand new marathoner across the finish line six weeks before your goal race, and they can actually be ready to do it again in six weeks. And then you can get a brand new one across the finish line three weeks Thanks. before. That one can't go do it again, though. <laughs> because <laughs> if it's their first. Brand new marathoners, I generally, I actually generally recommend you do your two, your over-distance training runs. You do your 23, your 26, and your marathon. And that's it. Right. Um, and, like, you don't, you don't try to double in a season. Um, but I know a lot of people like to. <laughs> yeah. And but 
I, I would say by your fourth year of marathoning, mm-hmm. you can definitely do some more marathons within a cycle. And the same goes for halves. If you have a goal half, about two to three weeks before, you can run a half with somebody slower. Two, two minutes two per mile. Two to three minutes per mile slower. slower. And remember, you also have to just for heat. Yes. So we're talking a 60 degree day, it's two minutes slower. A 70 degree day, it's two two minutes and 45 seconds slower. Yeah, or three minutes least, slower. Three like minutes 30 slower. seconds per five degree intervals. And what's great is, you know, you can use those training. There are training runs that are supported. So it's a great, even though you might feel like, well, I hate to go to a race and not race it. I hate to pay it. for it. I hate to pay for a race and not race it. I'm not getting like mm-hmm. out of it. And I'm going to be all excited with the race, you know, race the excitement. And I'm always going to want to run hard. Well, just look at it as a supported training run yeah. where you have, you know, free drinks, yeah. cheerleaders on the sidelines. And then the, and then if you can find someone to run with who's slower, then that's always a way to do it. Or a buddy or, who you're training with for your goal race. Yeah. And you both make sure that you take it out at that appropriately slow pace. And it's, it can be so much fun. And you can also, I'm, there are lots of smaller races that are happening where, you know, it's like one of those, I actually did one in uh, called Freedom's Run in West Virginia, and you have a handmade medal at the it's end. so cool. And it's the hilliest second half of the marathon I have ever run in my yeah. entire life. It, was, it looks like a beast course. But <laughs> it's really great. But it's And it's great, really scenic, right? It's, yes. And it's, I mean, it's CNO Canal for like 18 miles, oh. and I freaking love it. Okay. I'm in Maryland. Um, it's so great. And it's three weeks before Marine Corps. So it's yeah. perfect. Perfectly so you're 29. Yep, it's, it, maybe it's six weeks before. But anyway, it fits in with Marine Corps training, mm-hmm. which is really nice. So, Yeah, so that's, you know, you can still, if you've got marathon FOMO, you can look at doing multiple marathons as long mm-hmm. as you're really, you know, making conscious decisions about those ones you're choosing. And I've seen a couple people talking about, like in, in MRTT, talking about I'm doing wine glass and then I'm doing Marine Corps and wine glasses three or four weeks before. And, you know, Marine Corps is a harder one to race. So there's always the option of doing, you know, depending on how far apart they I are. Think, I actually think it's a lot harder to race and then, and then come do it as a party marathon afterwards. I think that that's a lot harder in your yeah. body because there's just that muscular skeletal breakdown, breakdown. after a marathon. And after a training cycle, so if you're really well prepared, I think your last race needs to be your goal, the goal race, race, except with the exception of, I mean, I think six weeks, if you have six weeks between mm-hmm. kind of a goal race and a, and a backup, yeah. I think that's really the interval, six or more. Because I've extended, I've kind of been able to taper down, have but, a goal race, then you know, kind of recover yes. a little bit and then do almost a full training block. For but those, like you said, that's if it's a it's backup. Hard. Yeah. Now that's yeah, because I've done that too, like with Steamtown and Richmond, for example, obviously. Yeah. Um, but what's you know, I guess it depends on your mindset. Like yeah. you're not if you're not using it as a backup, but you're literally like, no, 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 I'm going to the back of the pack for Marine oh, Corps yeah. and doing like I would do, you know, whatever the slowest you could possibly do that day if you've yeah. if you've raced four weeks before. But yeah, it is riskier because it is risky. There is and, the breakdown that's going to occur. Just be, just be open. If you're going to try multiple marathons in a cycle, be open to saying nope and stepping out of it. Because mm-hmm. I did in 2016, I did a Ragnar Ultra that was not supposed to be an ultra, and I ran right. 49 miles 
um, were the five had, pack I instead was never, of 12. No, this was, this was the six pack. Uh, but I had like six and 12 of DC, so it was yeah. 49 miles. Um, I had a 13-mile run as my last run yeah. by myself. It was crazy. Yeah. Through Georgia. It was awful. I mean, it wasn't. It was fine. But we were like the last team across the finish line. It was a lot. So I did that in September. I did Chicago in 2016. Yeah. Was it two weeks later or three weeks later? It was the 26. It was two or three weeks later. Maybe two weeks later. Yeah. And then I did. So I did Chicago. Then I did Marine Corps. <laughs> And then, That's three weeks later. And then I and then Richmond. And then I did thirteen days later. Richmond. Wait. And that's when no, you that must reaction. have been seventeen. It was seventeen, not sixteen, because I didn't no. do Richmond. Wait. Yeah, because you did Marine Corps in Rich- Richmond. You you were trying to get revenge. That was sixteen in twenty sixteen. Then and I didn't the stress do reaction. Wait, did I do Chicago in sixteen? Wait, here did no seventeen it was and eighteen. 17, so 17, I did not do. Okay. I didn't. Okay. Oh. Then I didn't do Chicago. I must have done another race in there, though. Yeah. Anyway, so it's, 16, I didn't do Chicago. But I did Ragnar, and I know that I did three marathons, though. Anyway, Maybe that was the one with the CNO. Um, I ended up... Freedom's yeah, run. it could have been. Then I ended up with a stress reaction in my foot. I was in a boot for six weeks, and then I went to Dopey. <laughs> and it's amazing that you could do that, and that's the thing... You know, everybody's experience is different. You might see someone get a stress reaction and get out of their boot and go do dopey. That is not the case for everyone. I, I had three weeks before dopey. <laughs> please listen well, to your doctor. They, they also they also that year in twenty seventeen we can't they canceled the half. Right. So I ran the half with a friend and literally like we ran around the resort the night before. Yeah. And I literally ran thirteen minute miles. So like it yeah. was really easy. It you was took it way down steps. a level. But the other thing about it is you, the way to do all of that is to make sure that you're not running everything in your gray zone. Yeah. And that's kind of the, that's kind of the issue is that I was just running everything kind of as fast as I could. You were kind of racing everything and that's the difference. And I wasn't getting faster. And that's, yeah, that's the difference is can you do multiple races in a season? Can you do multiple marathons in a season? Yes. Can you race every race? So can you no. do every race? Yes. Can you race every race? No. No. And so a good example of can you do every race is um, 2017 was the year that I did the same Ragnar Ultra as a five-pack. So I ra- I had like know, 50 miles a lot of runs. 45 to 50 miles. It was great. Um, so I did the same Ragnar Ultra as a five-pack. I did... Uh, Chicago, I did Marie. I did Chicago and got a PR raced. there, and I really raced. So, and I had taken that right. Ragnar Ultra really easy, but that yeah. was my last long run. I raced in Chicago mm-hmm. and got a PR, um, huge PR. It was my first time under four hours in years. It was 2017. I went 3:44. Then I came back and did Marine Corps in a 409, easy. and 409 oh. I'd run twice there. So 409 is what. We so just it wasn't ran super it. easy, but 930. Was... But 933 versus it was a minute slower than yes. race pace. Um, and then we went and we did Richmond. Right. Um, you know, two weeks later, and we were 350. That's I mean. That was a really great, consistent shape. Yes. And then I went to, and then I went into Dopey again, and was able to do a fifty, a fifty-three, a three fifty-three at the marathon at the end of Dopey. So I, I mean, I was able to race all of Dopey, but in there was a lot of time off, and really intentional training. Like, 
I took recovery days. I didn't run everything all out. I, I took, I did easy runs and that's really the difference. Like you have to do easy runs. Yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah, if you're considering it or if you've seen all your friends or if you got into some of the world majors and you're so excited to go do those, um, you know, you can do multiple marathons in a season, but just really, Think about it. Be intentional. Talk, be intentional. Be intentional. Yeah. yeah talk for sure. to someone, talk to your coach or talk to us about how you can make that work for you. Because yeah. don't just haphazard think I'm going to run, race them all, or one's a backup for the others. It's not necessarily yeah. the smartest way to do it. And like if you are looking at the end of a season or the end of a cycle for revenge race, my <laughs> suggestion is always to keep most people, you're, you are a rare person if you can do five to seven weeks the better interval is like more like eight to ten weeks away because it does allow you to recover fully and then have a small ramp up whereas if you do it a little shorter you're not going to get as big of an improvement or even as big of a like it's not a true predictor of your fitness and a point an example of that is Naomi's halves predict such a great a really great um, marathon time yet her PRs are all revenge races I mean your 350 at Richmond was a revenge race True. from October right and then Philly and your Philly after was six weeks was three weeks after MCM but six weeks after six my weeks my goal race of Chicago of Chicago and so that was a little close I think I actually think had you waited and come to CIM, you probably yeah. would have run For like some more time down forty. And like, it's only because I didn't want to fly to California twice. Yeah. Which now I'm like I want to fly here every day. Yeah, but <laughs> well, we hadn't even way, been to California yet. We oh, but we that was 2018. Yeah, we okay, hadn't we been to California yet. yet. <laughs> Maybe it's because we flew to Chicago. Yeah, but um, what I would say also is, you know, yes, you want revenge on. Maybe you want revenge on the marathon. Okay, if you can wait five, six, or more weeks, you still may fail at it. How about you look at maybe just going and doing a half and having your revenge? I still say six weeks. But still six I weeks. I still say six weeks. But you'll probably have a more successful but I shorter distance if I, you really need to see your fitness in action. I even think just be proud of your whole yes, training cycle. That you did. Just be proud you of it. your training cycle. And let it come to a close. Yes. And take your six weeks of recovery, your full six weeks after a marathon. And like we're talking just recover, 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 and then think about a new training cycle. Right. Take a complete down cycle, which we had never, we did not take had the pandemic not happened. Right. I may have never taken a down cycle. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Right. Honestly, well, and had I not been pregnant, I wouldn't have taken one. I was just I mean, go, we, go, 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 go. We went from 2017, we went from Richmond right into training for, we did, what did we do in yeah, um, so 18 spring? S- spring 18, we did, we did train for a 10 miler. We, we did, did small fleur distance. And then we went right into Chicago training. And then we were right from Chicago into Dopey training, right into Mountain Speech training. Right into, then you were trying to get pregnant, but like, then I went right into training for, for the um, fall CIM, CIM and for the Marine Corps 50K. And right. I mean, I actually decided it was, it was no going to be my fall of all the marathons yeah. and like that and all the races. Fall of fun. So I did, that's right, it was the fall of fun. So I paced in Ohio, which was really fun. And then I ran Marine Corps at 50K and then I ran 
um, Disney Wine and Dine and actually raced that. I raced at Army 10 Miler before Marine Corps. And then I raced like every weekend. Then I paced at Richmond, which was really fun. And then I went to CIM. (laughs) It was crazy. But like Liz is also like a unicorn in that she's able to recover really well, race really well. And her fitness was just uh, like unbelievable. It was was really good. Well, you know what? I was uh, actually texting with uh, Kindle and she was like, yeah, Ash is amazing. Like I don't recover like that. And I was like, yeah, like, like I probably am a little bit more like Ash in recovery sense. Right. You can get back out there. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, yeah, what I would relatively low injury risk. I would say is that's exactly right. Is like no matter what happened on race day. And so you didn't have it go your way. Okay, again, why do you need to get revenge? Let's look at the why again. Why are, why are you running? Is it for time? Is there is it for, you know, other things in your life? What is it bringing to you? And look back at that season. I love that we take a lot of pictures and videos. Oh my gosh, we take so many pictures out on our videos. runs. <laughs> like and out on yeah. our runs, we take these pictures and videos and we have our screenshots of of those each and every single run so we can analyze our data. Oh, it's go our back thing and look on your Strava. Go back and look on your Garmin and analyze all of your data. It's so great. It's so but fun. go back and look at all your pictures. Take yeah. pictures during your run. Yeah. And remember, like all the fun that you just had for like four months, and what that brought to your life, and not necessarily what happened on that one day, yeah, that race day. It's not about your race time. It's about the good time that you had getting to the race starting line. Yes. And the good time that you have on the course. And if you're not having a good time. Well, figure out a way to make yourself have a good time. I think Sarah was really insightful yesterday when she said, I'm just tired of running races alone. And I said, I know, because she wants it to be about being together. And and I think that that's amazing. Then maybe it can't be about running a PR if you're going to run together. So, And like your training cycle, the training block is the cake. Okay. That's your birthday cake. The race is just that little bit of icing on top. And I prefer the cake over the icing personally. I mean, I like icing. But (laughs) she's good at racing. But, you know, but uh, but also I'm gluten free. (laughs) But it's right. But like, look at all that cake. You know, you had all that delicious cake before. And so just try to look at how, you know, what has that training cycle brought to you. But I literally said, I don't care if I ever PR again. I'd rather run all my races with you. And it's so sweet. And me too. Like, and we've come around to that. It's taken time for us to completely pivot and like turn around and realize that that's what it's about. So, I mean, I might still say go ahead if you're like really having a good day and you or were like, we're like, and you had like, a time that we can hit. You're like, I, you're like, I really think I can go and get this PR. I might be like, okay, go for it. Of course, like, because we want the best for each other. But I but think you would cross the finish line with the PR and, and then you'd be like, oh, I should have just stayed with Liz. Like, I was. This, this doesn't actually make me happy. I like, would. that's the thing. You think a time is going to make oh you so happy. Yes. And then you, like, don't even remember your time. No. And literally yesterday, I was saying this, too, because I know, like, we wanted sub four. We also, and I also had said during many runs, I'd be so happy with 420. And then, you know, we hit 409 something, and I was, like, thinking, huh, you know, it kind of, it would have been nice to have the 405. And then I realized, no, if we had 405, I would have wanted four. And if we had right. four, I would have wanted 357. Oh, I never actually, a good, you know what? It's like, never enough, right? 409 was perfect because I have run Marine Corps twice in a 409. Yeah. Like, actually three times in a 409. 
twice by myself and once with Jess. And so I'm like, 409, yeah, I got it's this. Like, and it's like, a, it's isn't it like 930 exactly? It was, yeah, Garmin's at 929. Okay. Um, our Strava moving time says 923 because of so, the potties. So I <laughs> think 930 is such a great starting a great place pace. to like move forward from. That's true. You know, and like, we're just going to get faster from there and like, yeah, it's But it's, it's also fantastic. like, even if we don't, or even if we, and if we do, it's All just we like, have to do is stay like, this fast and then turn and get 60, older. what, 60 or 65? Um, 65, 60. I don't know. We'll look at we it. We need to figure but it out. <laughs> what it, you know, what it is, is like, it's just like money. You, there's never enough. Yeah. You can get more and more and more and you still want more. Yeah. And the same thing with Bony race money times. Bony <laughs> money hands. That was Bony the greatest. Money hands. And so with race times, with anything, yeah. you can, you will get that time and you're going to want more. You're going to say, well, I, now I want a few minutes even faster than that. So you know what though? I have been running for a long time and I don't like, and I've been racing and I race hard sometimes maybe. My favorite races are ones when I feel amazing the next day and even during. And during, right. I was like, man, if only I wasn't worried that I would sprain my ankle. Yesterday, I wanted to do cartwheels in the grass. Like, I felt so good. good. Like, I, like, that's how I like to finish races. I like to finish races thinking, even though it was hard, if it was 10 more miles, I could have done it. And I did feel that way yesterday. Yeah. And maybe that means that ultras are my future. (laughs) Yeah. But maybe not. We'll see. Well, I love, and like you were commenting how I was taking pictures of all the things around LA and whatever. Yeah. Like I love, oh, it's great. I love scenery. And so I'm, I'm, what I want during my races is, well, I wish I just had my camera and take all the pictures, but I want the mental snapshots of all the scenery and the race itself. And I can't do that when I'm racing hard. I have blinders on and I don't see a damn thing. It's like, yeah. you know, you're just got eyes on the finish line. So I want to have those races like yesterday where I'm looking at the peacocks and the chickens yeah. and like the mountains and taking in all the mental snapshots, which I can do at the pace we ran yesterday. I want a drone to follow us, like in front of us <laughs> when we're running so yeah. that we can have like The pictures our, too. Yeah, we can just have somebody like videotaping us running the whole time yeah. because that would be fun. I can make a lot of cute reels from that. That would be awesome. <laughs> if anyone wants to send us a drone... Um, you know, know. who's going to control it though while we run? Do we have to like fly it? And then like, how long does the battery last? I don't know. We need like so many questions. Yeah. We need like, uh, and how far away can they be? Like, could we have somebody like sitting like 20 (laughs) some miles away? Like, I don't think piloting our drone. It's radio controlled. It's probably got to be within a range, a hundred feet, 200. I don't know. Well, except I don't think that you can fly drones I know. in D.C. In and stuff. Oh, so uh, like a rest and run. Yeah. Like someone could do it. Or a training so run. I was just <laughs> thinking about. We really need a bike bitch. Yeah. So if anyone wants to do that for us, that'd be super cool. I still think we just get your daughter. We just, I know. We put a GoPro on her. And we put yeah. A, put it. Like, we put we something on her handlebars. But you know what? We can't. Yeah. I was about to say we can't put it on her helmet because like she'd be looking like the other <laughs> way. We'd be like, where is that spring? And she's like, there was a squirrel over there and a dog. See, Another one I didn't get a picture of the ground squirrels, the crazy, amazing California squirrels. California ground squirrels. That's what I want. I just want to have all the memories of it. And like, we have to slow down a little bit to get those memories. And so I'd rather have those memories and have us running together than have the time. It's so fun. Plus, it's it's just fun to run together. It's way more fun. All right. Well, (laughs) that's a great extra little bonus episode for number 27. Oh my gosh. And tomorrow we, oh, actually, will it be a bonus episode? Aren't we going to publish this one on Wednesday? Well, 
Tomorrow's Tuesday. Tomorrow's we'll Tuesday. Tomorrow. And then we might record again. Yeah. So we have one for Wednesday. Wednesday. So, so unless well, we, or we just get up Wednesday morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll get up. We're on who knows what time. Who knows you what know. time. But oh yeah, live from Hollywood. So yeah, hopefully I, you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. And we'll be talking to you soon. All right. All right bye. bye.